The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. spirit beings and not human beings. We are spirit beings and not human beings. That's why when God made you and I in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7 until he breathed into us the breath of life, man never became a living soul. So we are first and foremost a spirit being that has a soul that lives in a body. We are a spirit being that has a soul that lives in a body. So you are not a human being, but you are a spirit being. We are a spirit being. And what you feed more is what grows in life. So the more you feed your flesh, the more your flesh will grow. The more you feed your spirit, the more your spirit will grow. The more you feed your soul, the more your soul will grow. So what you feed more is what leads you as a, as a person. Are you following me? And so it's important for us to understand that we have been made in the image of God, and not only that, but we have been made in the spirit of God. Remember, God is a spirit. John chapter 4, verse 24, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And because God is a spirit, God can never give birth to flesh. John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, he that is born of the spirit is spirit. Actually, let's look at John chapter 3 from verse 6. From verse 6, when Jesus was talking to Nicodemus, Jesus said, that which is born of flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Now, notice what Jesus said, that which is born of spirit, capital spirit. This is God, 
and then you, spirit, is a small God. Remember Psalm, Psalm 84? Know ye not that ye are God? You are a small God. You are God. You are made in the image of God, so you are God, but a small God, baby God. Are you following me? So that's what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying, you are God, but you are God in a small uh, 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 mechanism. Or oh, let me put it that, that way. So Jesus said, that which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Verse 7. It says, marvel not that I said unto thee that ye must be born again. Jesus said, marvel not. Verse 8 is key. Verse 8, this is who you are. Jesus said, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but cannot tell from whence it's coming. You can't tell where the wind is coming from. You can hear it's blowing, but you can't tell where it's coming from and where it's going. It says, so is, is everyone that is born of the spirit. Are you, are you following this? This is so powerful. Now, what Jesus is saying is that when you are, when you are operating under the influence of the Holy Spirit, no one can predict you. The, the enemy can't predict you. The enemy wants to destroy you, but he doesn't know which area you are coming from. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And that will be our story this year. Amen. From today, you will be testifying that somebody like, like my wife testified this morning, somebody wrote an evil report. An evil report. She has not been to work she has been doing working part-time now for the past four years. For the past four years. So God has been sustaining us for the past four years on a part-time salary. God has been good to us. Now, she's just finally gone to full-time. And then somebody just goes to write an evil report. The week she's going, then she said, I have to go to work today. I said, sweet, don't, don't worry, stay home. You are not a machine. Somebody has messed this place up all these years. You have only started two days. You are not a machine to correct a, 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 a mess that has been created all these years. I said, stay home. Today is your day off. Stay home and enjoy. She goes back. They send a team of delegation to come and check and to, and to look at everything the evil report was written. And then guess what? They were shocked. They said, you've just started this week. Full time. This week, you've only done two days. And yet you have corrected years of errors that has been made. We have actually, there's nothing to take from here. We have actually learned from you here. That will be your story this year. You see, this year nobody can destroy you. You see, like Naaman, when they dig a hole for you, 
by the time they realize they will be the one in the gallows themselves. So get ready. See the testimony our sister shared. Talking about the spirit of God. Do you know what a joy it means to to know the voice of God? Do you know know what it means? The joy to know, to be able to hear the voice, to have that intimate moment with the Holy Spirit. Just, just Just to have that moment with him. It's priceless. It's priceless. Don't let anything take you away from the Holy Spirit this year. I said, don't let anything take you away from the Holy Spirit this year. So that's what Jesus is saying. That the wind bloweth where it listed, where you can hear the sound. Uh, this year they will hear your sound. They say, we thought he was coming this way. Yeah. But by the time they realize you've gone, shum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they will put one plus one on you, thinking they'll be able to figure you out. But because you're operating under the influence of the Holy Spirit, no one can predict you. No one can predict what God is going to do in this church this year. You watch. You watch. You had someone testify this morning about their shoe design business being taken up Amen. to a bigger mall. Hallelujah. The next minute you hear is going global. Amen. Right from... Amen. I promise you, if you can just humble yourself. Amen. I'm going to teach some things. Thank you so much. It's just warm water. (laughs) Because, you know, people can read things. It says the cup is black. And then the moment the pastor finished, they're drinking the thing in the black cup. Then some power came. Please, it's just warm water. Please, I beg you. Hallelujah. Oh, this is good. Ah, this week has been a challenging week for us in our house. The whole house has been down with a cold. But we are up. Amen. We refuse Amen. to be down. Amen. The devil can't hold us down. Amen. Mama Elizabeth, rise up. Amen. No cold can break your bones. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So let's get ready, church. Let's get ready. Let's, I I just want to say this, please. No matter how high God takes you this year, please humble yourself. Please, I beg you, humble yourself. As a matter of fact, God is going to lift you up so high this year. But I want you to be conscious of of intentionally humbling yourself. Amen. Amen. God has blessed men and women in this church. 
there are so many people in this church who God are using mightily. But they have a, when they tell you what God is using them for, you'll be shocked. But they are sitting by you casually, you don't know. If you are not careful, you take them for granted. They have intentionally humbled themselves. So if you want the Holy Spirit to continue to use you, the key is humility. Listen, we cannot accomplish the task ahead without endowment of power from on high. Why? Because even Jesus had to wait for the Holy Spirit's empowerment before he started his mission. Even Jesus. Jesus needed the Holy Spirit. How much more you and I? Jesus operated under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Hence, he commanded his disciples to wait for the Holy Spirit before they moved to the task assigned to them. Acts chapter 1, from verse 1 to 9. The Bible says that I read. It says, the former treatise I have made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day in which he was taken up after that, he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom also he showed himself alive after his passion by many infallible proof, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God, and being assembled together, with them commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem but wait for the promise of the Father which saith he you have heard of me. Verse 5. For John truly baptized with water but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost not many days from hence. When they therefore were come together they ask of him, saying, Lord, will thou at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel? And he said unto them, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own power. Verse 8, key. It says, But you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Judea, and in Samaria, and all the uttermost parts of the earth. And when he had spoken these things, while they beheld, he was taken up, and a cloud received him out of their sight. Hallelujah. Look at verse 4 again. Verse 4. The Bible says that, and being assembled together with them, look at what he did, commanded them that they should not depart from Jerusalem, but they must wait for the promise of the Father, which saith he, you have heard of me. Talking about the Holy Spirit. Now, if the Holy Spirit was not important, why, why would Jesus command his disciples, don't move an inch? Jesus said, don't move. Wait for the Holy Spirit. Because this task that is ahead of you, 
you can't accomplish it by your, the arm of flesh. Are you following what I'm saying? This is so important. What Jesus is saying in effect is that we need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Today, the Holy Spirit has been taken out of the church. In many churches, the Holy Spirit is no longer welcome. It's not easy to be led by the Holy Spirit, you know. Because he can change your plans, your plans. He will change it just at the last second. There was a time we were meant to invite a man of God to this, to, to come and have a, a, a service with us. And um, one night I was, one morning, I think about three or four, I was just praying about the presence of the Holy Spirit. I was just praying. And then all of a sudden the Holy Spirit said, do not invite him. We have confirmed everything. Everything was confirmed. Everything was confirmed. We had confirmed him. He was going to come. We were actually arranging for a hotel for him. How? And I said, Holy Spirit, how am I going to tell this man this now? How am I going to tell this man this? How am I going to deliver this, this news? I told my wife, you know, sometimes our wives are, are like the Holy Spirit. My wife said, the Holy Spirit will help you. will tell you how to deliver this message. <laughs> I, thought she was going to, I thought she was going to pray for me, you know, so that the Holy Spirit will change his mind. But instead, he said, the Holy Spirit to help you. It was, not, it, it was the first time in my, in my work with the Holy Spirit. First time ever. The Holy Spirit said, no, don't, don't invite him. And it wasn't that I knew he was a sinner or doing something. You know, sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell us not to do something. And we want to question why. We want to uh, give me reason. Give me reason. But he doesn't have to give us a reason. The Holy Spirit said to me, just sow a seed. And he gave me the specific amount. So I met him and I said, well, we had a dinner, we talked. He said, okay, so I'm coming tomorrow, right? <laughs> I'm coming tomorrow, right? Now, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to tell you the full story. But you know what the Holy Spirit did. The, the end result was good. And guess what? The following month, that following month, the Holy Spirit said, it's a month of greater glory. And that month, we saw testimonies we have never seen before. And then later on, the Holy Spirit said to me, this was, a, was what was about to be blocked. My greater glory was about to be blocked. So let's understand how the Holy Spirit operates. 
the task ahead of us this year and in front of us in the upcoming uh, uh, businesses, uh, transactions, you know, career development, marriage, commitments. We can't do it on our own. You see, the Holy Spirit is omnipresent, but his presence will only benefit you when you acknowledge him. That's how he operates. For instance, as we are sitting here, there are radioactive waves. But you can't hear them because you don't have a radio. If you take a radio now and you tune into BBC, you will hear BBC here. It does not mean that BBC is not here. BBC is here, but you have not just used the right tool to tune in. So the Holy Spirit is everywhere at every time. If we can use the right tool, we will tune in and get the right frequency and get the right words. Hallelujah. Quickly, who can be influenced by the Holy Spirit? How many of you want to be influenced by the Holy Spirit? So we want to ask, who can be influenced by the Holy Spirit? Number one, those who walk in humility. Number one, those who walk in humility. James chapter four, from verse six to seven, and then we'll jump to verse 10. Hallelujah. James chapter 4, from verse 6 to 7, and then we'll, we'll jump to verse 10. I read, it says, but he giveth more grace, talking about the Holy Spirit, he giveth more grace, wherefore he saith, God resisted the proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. Verse 7, it says, submit yourselves therefore to God. You see that submitting yourself to God is your own, is your own responsibility. It says, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Most of the time we are trying to do it the other way around. We are trying to resist the devil. And God said, you have to first submit before you resist the devil. Sometimes the devil is saying, Paul I know, Jesus I know, but you, who are you? Sometimes we say in the name of Jesus, whom Paul preaches, get out. The devil says, who are you? <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? So, if you're going to resist the devil, you have to submit to God. Now, let me say this. When you are genuinely being led by the Holy Spirit, submission is never an issue. When you see issues of submission, the Holy Spirit is not there. If 
the Holy Spirit is really inside of you, you will not struggle with submission. Trust me. You won't. When you submit to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit says, don't drink alcohol, you will not argue with the Holy Spirit. You say, ah, Holy Ghost. You know, you know Paul said to Timothy, drink a little wine. You are not Timothy. <coughs> verse 10, look at verse 10. It says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Amen. This year God will lift you up. Amen. You see, this year you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, go and do what is wrong in an office before you are lifted up. You don't have to give a bribe before a contract is given to you. Are you following what I'm saying? God will lift you up so that God's hand will be evident in your life. No devil can say they lifted you up. I'm telling you. No one can say to you, I made you who you are. No, the Holy Spirit will be the one who receive the glory Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Number two, those who hunger and thirst after the Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter five, verse eight. It says, blessed are they that hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are they that hunger and and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2. Psalm 63 is a psalm of David when he was in the wilderness of Judah. He said, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirst for thee. My flesh longed for thee in a dry and a thirsty land where no water is to see thy power and thy glory so as I have seen thee in the sanctuary. That will be your story this year. Psalm 63, verse 1 and 2. Hallelujah. Number three, those who are willing to be led. Number three is those who are willing to be led. <laughs> this one is a deep one. <laughs> those who are willing to be led. Because some people are not willing to be led. Some people, they are goat. They are not sheep. You say, go left, they go right. God said to the children of Israel, he said, you are stiff-necked people. Upon all the miracles they saw, they still disobeyed God. Do you know many of us say, if I were in the day of Jesus, if I was there when Jesus was being crucified, oh, I would tell Jesus, you are the one I love. No, 
No. You were one of those people who were saying, crucify him. Have you noticed that most of the time, the most ungrateful people are people who have really seen the graciousness of God. Maybe you are in this church, you are praying for visa. You pray, 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 nothing happens. You serve everywhere, you serve, you do everything. Nothing happens. Somebody just come. They come one day. They are drunk. They are chasing women. They call, oh God, give me visa. And then God gives them. And they don't come back to church. And they say, but God, look, I have been here. I have been serving all these years. And sometimes if you are not careful, you backslide. Paul said, there's a thorn caught in my flesh. The very things he was praying for people who are getting healed. He was struggling with it. <coughs> I've prayed for people and they get healed just like that. Bam. I get a little cold and flu. I pray, pray. I say, God, what is happening? <laughs> <coughs> I pray and pray and pray. Nothing happens. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So number three, those who are willing to be led. Romans chapter 8 from verse 14 to 17. It says, for as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So the opposite is true. As many as are led by the spirit of the devil, are the sons of the devil. And you know, people are under all kinds of influences in this nation. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again for to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. <coughs> so you see, when, when you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you are led. The Spirit of God leads you. You will never wake up and make a major decision without asking the Holy Spirit, please lead me. Remember I told you, there was this time I went to Chicago for the first time, and I was going to uh, Living Word Christian Center. Never been there before. Go hire the car. The car didn't have a sat nav. I sat in the car and said, Holy Spirit, lead me. Ah, I know myself. My wife knows me. That even when there's satnav in the car, I'll still be asking her which which way, left or right. But the Holy Spirit took me all the way to the church, and not only that, the Holy Spirit took me to the hotel without a satnav. 
in a country, in a location, in a city I have never driven in before. Now I could have, I could have doubted his leading. You see, like I was saying, the Holy Spirit is always there. But if you don't acknowledge his presence, he will not benefit you. Number four, those who are holy. <laughs> so who can be influenced by the Holy Spirit? Number one, those who walk in humility. Number two, those who hunger and thirst after the Holy Spirit. Number three, those who are willing to be led. And number four, those who are holy. Those who are holy. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16 and 17, I read. It says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? This is powerful. Verse 17, it says, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy. Which temple ye are? Say amen to that. So, you see, the Holy Spirit can only influence us when we are holy. Holiness is still popular Today, we cannot say we are under grace, so there's no place for holiness. And I mean, as you are sitting down now as a human being, how many of you know that there are billions of tissues in you that are functioning? How many of you know that? Your brain is functioning now. All your organs are functioning. Your liver, everything is functioning. Your eyes, you can see. But do you know that some of the organs that are functioning in you, you can't see it physically now. But it doesn't mean they are not there. Right? It does not mean they are not there. They are there. They are functioning. The fact that you can't see them doesn't mean you put them to work. You, you put them to say, don't work. They all have to function together to make you. Are you following what I'm saying? So yes, grace is important. Grace is great. Yes, but in addition to grace, holiness is also necessary. Because God is holy. Without which no man can see him. So if I'm going to see God, if the Holy Spirit is going to operate in my life, then I have to live holy. Say amen to that. Because your temple is the, your body is the temple of God. Finally, as we close. Are you getting something out of this? As we close this morning on this series, we want to look at manifestations. Manifestations or signs that shows that we are really operating under the 
Holy Spirit. Number one, three manifestations. Number one, the works of the flesh is mortified. The works of the flesh is mortified. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 19 to 21. It says, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, namely adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, envies, murderers, drunkenness, revilings, it's wild party that's reviling, revilings and such like. So if you say your, your list is not here, the such like includes the list that's not there. They say, what about night clubbing, pastor? It's under such like. It said, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in the time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. <laughs> How many of you want to inherit the kingdom of God? The owner of the kingdom said, if you want to inherit my kingdom, all these things I have mentioned, you have to mortify them. Some of us, we don't gossip, but the level of envy hey, is deadly. Envy. We envy people. Some of us, <laughs> okay, you know it already. So, number two, number two is we walk in the spirit. Number two, we walk in the spirit. I'm talking about three manifestations of, of signs that when you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit are evident. Number one, the works of the flesh are mortified. So all the list in the works of the flesh, we will not see it in you. We won't see it in you. Number two is you walk in the spirit. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 16 to 18. It says, this I say, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that ye would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Do you see that? So when you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, you walk in the spirit. You walk in the spirit. You walk in the spirit. You are sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. When the spirit tells you don't do this, you don't. Because what you have to understand is that the flesh and the spirit is constantly fighting. The quickest way to know 
the voice of the Holy Spirit is to, is to always hear the voice of the devil. The voice of the devil will always go against the voice of the Spirit. The voice of the devil is always opposite. It's always what? Opposite. So that's the quickest way. The last one is the fruit of the Spirit. You can't be under the influence of the Holy Spirit and not display the fruit of the Spirit. The which Spirit is leading you? The fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22 to 25. This is a loaded teaching, but we don't have the time to break them all down, but I pray that the Holy Spirit will give you understanding in your own personal studies. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 22 to 25, I read, it says, but the spirit, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Now, when he says against such, there is no law, what the Bible is saying is that you are a spirit being and you are above the natural laws of this world. So, for instance, if you are working in an environment of, let's say, money, at your workplace, it's, it's money. You are the one who counts the money of the work. Are you getting what I'm saying? And there is no CCTV camera. Because you are a spirit being, you don't need a CCTV camera to monitor you not to steal the money. Because you are above this law. That's what he's saying. Because you are above, you are operating above a higher dimension of law. And the spiritual law is above the natural law. Natural law is you need CCTV cameras to be there. And then you become conscious. Hey, I don't have to steal. You know that you are a steward. As a steward, you are a caretaker. God says, don't work as men pleases. Do you get it? So it says, as against such, there is no law. There is no law. There's no law because the law we are operating in is a higher law. It's the world that needs the law of love. We don't need the law of love. It's already engraved in our hearts. Romans 5.5, 5, the love of God is shared abroad in our heart. So I don't need the law to know that I have to love my brother as myself, as Christ has loved the church. Are you, are you getting what the Bible is saying? So back to Galatians chapter 5, verse 20, 24. It says, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with their affections and lust. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So he's saying it is not just say, I'm a spirit being. 
Walk the walk. Walk the talk. That's what he's saying. He said, if we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. So, I shouldn't be shocked to see you, a brother, a single brother, with a single sister, under the tree of the church at night, alone. And when I see you, say, Pastor, we are praying. <laughs> are you following what I'm saying? If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. You see, this is where the church is missing. We profess to live in the spirit, but we don't walk in the spirit. We have to work both. We have to live in the spirit and walk in the spirit. This is why in this church, we don't put CCTV in your house to check what you're doing. It's not a place. We don't have a list of rules to check. Are you living holy? No. Living holy is your responsibility. When, when, you are in, when you are walking in the spirit of God, when the spirit of God is in you, walking holy is easy. Are you getting me? So it's so important, hallelujah, that we operate under the influence of the Holy Spirit this year. This is the foundation for the year. This is the foundation for the year. Church, whatever we do, we must keep going back to this foundation. We must keep going back to the foundation of walking in the spirit, being influenced by the spirit. And listen, when the spirit of God is influencing you, you will not struggle. Something is coming this year. Something is coming this year. Something heavy is coming this year. I want you to be ready. Something heavy is coming this year. And there are things the Holy Spirit is going to reveal to us who are his children. Ask those who who drill oil. There's something called an oil rig that has to go deep. It drills. It goes deep, deep, deep. And then it hits the oil. And then the oil is discovered and then they start drilling. The Holy Spirit is that rig. We need him more than ever before. Even in this church, I need us to go back and look at ways not to grieve the Holy Spirit. Remember, the Holy Spirit, God taught us seven ways. And please hear me, hear me. In our service to God, it's not just in the house. We start from our house into the house of God. So our heart has to be right. You can't criticize the pastor in your house and then you get to the church 
and pretend you are holy. Don't do that. The Holy Spirit is already, you know, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't criticize a brother or a sister. Let's create an environment for the Holy Spirit to move. And I tell you, in the coming weeks, people walk into this church healed on their own. Nobody needs to pray for no one. The Holy Spirit will heal people as they walk in. As they sit down, cancer will disappear. As they walk through the gates of the church, every dead organ comes back to life. Because the Holy Spirit himself is the chief surgeon among us, operating on all of us. In the name of Jesus. Did you receive it this morning? Thank you so much for taking time to listen to the Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.